Lagos, you're listening to 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. It's two minutes past uh, five, three minutes now, actually, past five. And my big question, the big question on everyone's minds, to be honest with you, is the Twitter ban legal? That's number one. And number two, would it last? Is the ban legal? And will it last? It's the biggest story in Nigeria today. So we're continuing our conversation from the big weekend. Yesterday's big hard fact. According to StatCounter, 39.8% of Nigerian internet users were on Twitter. StatCounter says that 39.8% of Nigerian internet users were on Twitter. That's 4 in 10 internet users. And of course, many of them are just not, uh, they're, they are not just um, casual users. Many are using the app for business. Uh, many are using the app for work. Then, of course, there are those who use the app to get and share information. Uh, there are those who use the app for different, numerous um, activities. So for the people who criticize this ban, Twitter is an essential tool for freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, ease of doing business. But for those who support the government and the government itself, they say that Twitter has served as an avenue for misinformation and incitement. So that's what we're talking about for the next few minutes. Joining us to have this conversation is uh, people who are very knowledgeable on the subject. Adeboye Adegoke is uh, the senior program manager at Paradigm Initiative. He's also a digital inclusion activist. Uh, Adeboye, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Now, we're also expecting uh, Kolawole from Serap. He's a deputy uh, director at Serap. He was supposed to be here on the show with us on the big weekend, but unfortunately couldn't join us. But he's already uh, standing by via the phone lines and uh, he'll be joining any second now. And then, of course, we've got Nonso Anyasi. Nonso Anyasi is a lawyer uh, who uh, works at the intersection where tech and the law and human rights uh, meet. And he'll be joining us in a few minutes as well uh, to have this conversation with us. But we have um, Adeboye here. So let's start with Adeboye, right? Before we get all these other guests to join in on the conversation. Now, I mentioned, Adeboye, the large percentage of Nigerian internet users who are uh, on Twitter. How has Twitter affected digital inclusion in Nigeria? What types of economic and civic activities has Twitter helped grow? It's a quite, you know, space for people and for things. Um, yeah, a initiative had put out a statement earlier, you know, highlighting that the ban means a lot of things, uh, from basic human rights up to also social economic rights. And I think your question has come from the angle of social economic Right. right. In terms of uh, people using Twitter for, for economic purposes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now, um, Twitter has become a space, just like other, you know, digital or social companies, by ability to what they do, whether they sell, whether they offer a service. Uh, I mean, we have this popular slogan that we people use on Twitter: "My my my customer be on your timeline." Right now, it's very important for Nigerians, especially young Nigerians who 
either could not even cannot raise the capital they need to you know to rent a shop, you know, do business in the traditional way, mm-hmm. or to get a job, a traditional job, nine to five kind of job. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting by just because they have a presence on Twitter. Right. People advertising their business. I I I have just you know working on a research. Work with me on that research will help me as a data collector. Right. I, I I came across that on Twitter because it was you know, advertising herself and say, oh, I collect data, I can support your research. I saw her, I messaged her, mm. and we, we were, that is how significant and important that Twitter has been to, you know, the economics of individuals, to the economics of Nigerians, especially young people, young people are leveraging that platform massively right. for some kind of economic survival or some kind of economic advantage. And when you consider the unemployment numbers in this country, mm-hmm. then you would see clearly why such platform is very key. Uh, I think Nigerian government is shooting itself in the leg uh, by the decision it has made because uh, clearly the government cannot provide all the jobs. It's clear that uh, Nigerians have kind of adapted to a kind of life whereby you probably you you know, do practically everything for yourself. And one of those things people are doing for themselves is that if, if the country cannot offer me a clear path to employment, even after I've gone to school and had, and had all the degrees, hmm. people are trying a lot to help themselves. And one of the platforms which, in fact, if not the most significant pass, uh, platform that people are using mm-hmm. are social media platforms. Right. And Twitter will rank significantly in that context. So that is the significance of Twitter for businesses, for the economy, especially at the individual level. And of course, the individual, the micro makes up the macro, right? Okay. So even at the macro level, as this also has you no know, economic significance. But let's even start it from the micro level. A lot of people will be denied opportunity. Even some of us that are professionals, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people reach out to us because they saw our profile and they think they, they, the kind of work we do, they think is relevant. I mean, you saw me on Twitter, for example. I did, I, I saw you on Twitter. Before. I'm sure you've never heard about me before. Yeah. Exactly. So a lot of professionals are driving through Twitter. A lot of people get job offers through Twitter. A lot of people communicate what they do through Twitter. Even government communicate. Policies, principle. A lot of us get information from the NCDC on the coronavirus, you know, uh, pandemic, the, the 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 measures that the government is implementing. We get it through Twitter. So that platform is just too significant from an economic perspective hmm. for Nigeria and for Nigerians. Now we yeah. have uh, Nonso Anyansi who has joined us on the call now. Uh, Kolawole Oluwadara is also here. Kolawole, thank you for finally joining us on Hard Facts. Thank you very much. And uh, also, no, so welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, Lagos. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. We'd like to hear from you as well. Now, so now that you're here, I have to ask you, on the one hand, you have the Attorney General saying that anybody who uses Twitter will be prosecuted. On the other hand, you have the Nigerian Bar Association and the Minority Caucus of the House of Reps saying that this ban violates the Constitution. How are we ending up with such different interpretations on the legality of this move, Nonso? Okay, um, thank you for the question. I think the position taken by the Nigerian Bar Association and the minority leader of the House of Assembly, of the House of Reps, rather, is the true and correct position. Okay. Because if you look at the provisions of Section 36 sub 12 of the Constitution, mm. it states that no person shall be prosecuted or convicted or tried for any offense which is not contained in the written law that must have been passed by either the National Assembly or the House of Assembly of a state. So this entire issue, this entire fiasco involving the Twitter ban 
started on Friday. You know, on Friday that we saw an executive memo coming from the Ministry of Information and Culture stating that the operations of Twitter had been banned and suspended in Nigeria. That, if that memo or that directive came from the Ministry of Information and Culture, which is under the executive arm of government, the Minister for Information is not a member of the National Assembly. He doesn't have the powers to make laws. Even the president of, the, of this country lacks the powers to make laws. It is only the National Assembly that can make a law via which any Nigerian or any person at all can be arrested, tried, or prosecuted for any offense. So the position right now is that the, state, the current ban on Twitter is not an illegality. It is not a crime. So nobody can be legally prosecuted, arrested, or tried for using Twitter in Nigeria. That is the simple answer to the question. To your mind, what's the acceptable process for the executive if it wants to investigate and prove that an online platform is causing a national security breach and to take action against that platform? Not so. If the executive arm of government wants to do what it has done, mm-hmm. it is meant to abide by the rule of law. Right. In our system of government, we have what is called separation of powers. The essence of separation of powers is that governmental powers have been divided amongst the three arms of government. Right. Although it is quite unfortunate that the judiciary has been on strike for about three months now, so the judiciary has been rendered impotent for now. But if the executive actually wanted to achieve what it has done via illegal or, or via illegal means, right. it could have written, uh, it could have petitioned or written a bill or asked the National Assembly to pass a law which would have done what it did. As it stands, the national, the the executive arm of government, <coughs> namely the Ministry of Information and Culture, and also the Ministry for Communications and digital economy, which are the two ministries that are responsible for this entire issue, they they actually have the powers to regulate anything that has to do with information in Nigeria or anything that has to do with communications. So for information, access to information, Mm -hmm. for verifying the truth of information that we have out there on social media, Mm -hmm. it's actually within the purview of the Ministry of Information. But... The ministry can only act within the powers that it has. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, it can only regulate information that is out there in the social media as long as that regulation is in conformity mm-hmm. with the provisions of the Constitution. Right. For example, if there, is an, if there is a false news that is threatening the sovereignty or the, or the security of the nation, the executive arm of government can come in to put an end to the further dissemination of that information. Hmm. This is covered by Section 45 of the Constitution. But in this case, the Ministry of Information has not identified any particular section or any particular thing on Twitter which is contravening the provisions of the Constitution or which has constituted um, a security challenge to Nigeria. It just made a blanket ban. And by making that blanket ban... So many lawful activities have been, have been affected. There are many businesses that we have on Twitter. Many people are carrying out their businesses on Twitter that have been affected. And so because of this, the, uh, the executive arm of government has actually infringed on the fundamental rights of almost every Nigerian who has a Twitter account and mm. even foreign nationals who also operate or who have anything to do with Nigerians on Twitter. Mm. 
Hmm. And that brings me to Serap because um, Kolawole wants, uh, well, not Kolawole now, Serap uh, wants to approach the courts um, because of this. I, 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 tell me, uh, Kolawole, what are some of the things you're hoping to pray the court? Uh, thank you very much, Sandra. I believe you are referring to the issues we are going to ask from the court. Yes. Uh, um, cause to set aside the so-called uh, ban or suspension, whatever name it's called. Oh, so we're struggling to hear you. I don't know if you're using a hands-free device. You're sounding very far away from your phone. Can you hear me now? We were hearing you before, but you were sounding mm-hmm. very hollow. Hello, can you hear me now? This is much better, much clearer. Go ahead. Okay. Mm. Uh, that, um, to start with, uh, asking the court to declare the ban of suspension right. as unlawful and asking that the so orders given by the minister be set aside. And that is clear enough, uh, like Mr. Nantua said, the, the legal arguments are well known and they are clear on the face of it. Hmm. So it's very hard to find the, the court refusing to do such a It's very, say it again, I didn't, I didn't catch that last part. It's going to be very hard mm-hmm. to find the court refusing to grant the order. That, that Sarah is going to court with, all right. Now, the presidency says that um, the ban was a response to Twitter's refusal to check fake news and divisive rhetoric. Is there a case to be made here that Twitter needs to be more proactive in handling offensive or dangerous speech uh, coming from Nigerian citizens in the way that they handled that tweet from the president? Uh, Kolawali. Again, this is within the context of the side we want to look at each from. Okay. The same freedom of expression that Nangerians enjoy, that including the president and the citizen of Nigeria enjoy. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the law also gives Twitter as a private ent- enterprise some rights, and that includes regulating the platform it operates. And there are community rules that guide the operation of people who want to use Twitter. And if, for any reason, any individual, including countries, feel that those rules are either located as key or in its application, there are ways to go about it. Mm. Uh, so saying that uh, Twitter allows some tweets for whatever business, and you would understand that for different countries and different individuals in, co- in countries, mm-hmm. for instance, looking at Nigeria, mm-hmm. you will have different views to whether the rules are good or bad or applied uh, justifiably or not. Mm. And so there is always that uh, that provision to to go about things lawfully, uh, the banning of something Twitter because you feel that uh, your free your free defense or this can't ever be uh, the right of it. I see. No, so the executive also ordered that steps should be taken to regulate the activities of social media platforms and OTT internet services. Now, this is one of those things that Social Media Bill wants to do. That's one of the things he wanted to do. But Social Media Bill hasn't been passed. So doesn't that mean that no law exists to give government these powers? And if I'm right and no law exists to give government these powers, powers. I have to ask again, Nonso, can the executive take these steps? Well, actually, in our system of government, mm. even outside Nigeria, in any democratic society, 
there are different sources of laws. So we have laws that are made by the legislature, that is the National Assembly, as a source of law. And we also have laws, not laws strictly sensitive, but executive orders or directives that are given by the executive arm of government, mm. which are also called laws. And then the decisions of the courts, especially of the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. are also a source of laws. Mm -hmm. So when the executive gives a directive or the executive makes an order, for example, when the CBN releases directives on the operation of banks, these directives are actually called laws. Okay. And as long as the executive has that power to give that regulatory directive, mm. it's actually doing the right thing. Okay. So in this instance, I've earlier said that the Ministry of Information mm. actually has the authority to regulate inform to regulate the dissemination or the further spread of information mm -hmm. that is circulating within the Nigerian um, airspace or within the Nigerian social media space mm -hmm. to ensure that only true and verifiable information that does not threaten the security of the nation is in, the, is, is in circulation. Mm -hmm. However, in this case, the Minister of Information asked the Nigerian Broadcasting Commission mm -hmm. to regulate the activities of telcos to ensure that people do not use Twitter for any purpose whatsoever. Mm. So if you look at this directive given to the NBC, mm. that directive, as I said earlier, is a blanket directive. They didn't streamline the kind of they didn't streamline the kind of persons who are to be denied access to use Twitter. Mm -hmm. If they said deny access to certain accounts who have already had a habit of making tweets that have um, infringed the security or the sovereignty of our country, mm. that would be reasonable. But it was a blanket directive given to NBC to ensure that they put a total ban on the activities of telcos. And by doing so, that directive has infringed its provisions of Section 39 and 40 of the Constitution. Mm. It is unconstitutional, and these are fundamental rights provisions that guarantees my right and your right to freedom of speech, to hold and to receive um, information, and to express our opinions. And we've been doing this on Twitter up until Friday when we received this directive. Mm. So long as that directive is a blanket directive that applies to every Nigerian, mm -hmm. including innocent Nigerians, mm -hmm. who have never for once made any tweets that threatens the security of our country mm -hmm. or any illegal tweets or illegal activities online. Mm -hmm. That directive is illegal and it cannot stand. It's just a pity that our courts are on strike. If not, I'm sure so many interested parties, including the Nigerian Bar Association mm -hmm. and some other senior lawyers would actually have filed actions to get an injunction restraining the NBC from carrying out these unlawful directives of the Ministry of Information. And also, by the directives, if the courts were open, mm. we could also have gotten damages against those telcos, these telecommunications companies that have already carried out the directive. Mm. Because even though the telcos are bound to obey the instructions of their regulator, mm -hmm. which is the NBC, mm -hmm. they also have a fundamental obligation to ensure that everything they do is in accordance with the provisions of the Constitution. But that's even the thing. The regulator for the, te for the telcos is the NCC, not even the NBC. And um, um, when, we, when, we, when I talked earlier today, I was talking about um, Alton, the Association of Licensed Telecoms Operators, uh, saying that they complied with the NCC's block order because of the Communication Act of 2003 that requires them to do this on national interest grounds. 
Now, I'll come back to this particular point, but I want to talk to Adeboye for a bit. Adeboye, Paradigm Initiative is a big player in the digital rights space. How does this ban on Twitter compare to what's happening globally and the expectations for citizens' rights on the internet? You're muted, Adeboye. So with respect to the global picture of, uh, you know, countries who are, you know, you know, exercising these kind of measures yeah. uh, against freedom of expression online. Uh, right. There are very few of them. Uh, there are very few of them who have taken similar measures either as, uh, you know, outright internet shutdown or restriction to a particular hub. Uh, we have seen a couple of them over the years and uh, predictably most of them are in Africa. Uh, for example, Cameroon has had the longest uh, internet shutdown in the entire world uh, in the you know, southern part of the country because of the crisis that is ongoing there. And there have been a couple of other countries from Gambia to DRC, Ethiopia, and I think Tanzania at some point. So many of those countries have come for Africa. Then we have some of them in, in the Asian or Middle East region as well. Right. Uh, it's a measure mostly adopted by despotic leaders, uh, dictatorship, or countries that you can describe as closed uh, where there is... Um, where there are issues with the kind of democratic practices that are ongoing there. And it's unfortunate that Nigeria has now joined the league of those countries who you typically refer to as a you know, closed country or countries where they are not practicing democracy or where that democracy is suspect. Uh, it is really unfortunate that Nigeria has joined the league of such con- countries. But the key point, I mean, to, to, to note in all of this is that uh, we, what we have seen, you know, while working in this space, is that countries are shut down the internet. It has proven whether shutting down the entire internet or restriction of a hub like Twitter is currently being restricted in Nigeria. There has not been any proof that those measures actually solve any real life problem or even address the issues that government often pretend it is trying to to solve. It has uh, instead created more problems <laughs> in terms of, you know, depriving people opportunity and more importantly, depriving people access to information. Those platforms have become so important in terms of how people assess information. I don't think that there is a bigger news platform than Twitter in Nigeria and for most countries of the world. And when you take down that platform, you have deprived the millions of people that are on Twitter access to real-time information that is typically provided on that platform. So for for you know, for the freedom of expression landscape or digital rights landscape, what it means is that, uh, and I'm looking forward to what the Freedom House reports on Nigeria will look like uh, in the coming year because for a very long time, Nigeria has been rated partly free in terms of our, you know, internet freedom indices. Uh, and we have been rated partly free because we have never had this kind of incidents before. Even though there have been some challenges, uh, in cases of people getting arrested for opinion expressed online, mm-hmm. we have never had it this bad that there is an, you know, blackout or a total restriction for to, to an app as important as Twitter. So I can already predict that by the next time the report is out, we, we, will, be, we will be declared as not free because of this particular measure. Because there are you know, organization measuring uh, indices of internet freedom, or if you like digital rights across the globe. And and unfortunately, uh, Nigeria will join the Committee of Nations that are now rated as not free, which is very, very unfortunate for we, our, you know, reputation. We will, come back, we, will, we will come back to this point that you're making at the moment, but uh, I do need to take a, a commercial break. Uh, Lagos, if you just tuned in, we've got so many guests on the show today. There is Kolawole um, Oluwa Dare from Serap. He's the 
deputy director at Serap. We also have Adeboye, who is um, the program, senior program manager at Paradigm um, Initiative. Don't go away, legals. We'll be right back. You are listening to your number one station for talk. Your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Lagos, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria. Info, is the Twitter ban legal and will it last? Three of the lawyers I've had on the show so far have said no, it's not. Kolawole from Sarap says if the courts were open, it actually wouldn't be difficult to get an injunction because the courts will stand by the people. We have so many guests on the show today and we're also going to take your calls. Um, uh, first off is uh, Nonsu. Anyansi, he's a lawyer. He works at the intersection where tech and human rights meet the law. And Kolawole Oluwadare is the deputy director at Serap. Uh, we also had Adeboye on the show with us. He's a digital inclusion activist and senior program manager for Paradigm Initiative. Adeboye Adegoke uh, was here with us, but unfortunately we're having uh, connectivity issues and so he's not on the call with us anymore. We do hope that we can get Get him back as quickly as possible. Now, I was making a point uh, before the break, uh, Nonso, about um, Alton quoting the uh, NCC Act 2003 as the reason that they've done what they've done. Do you think that um, they are on solid legal ground? The NCC, that is. Are they on solid legal ground here based on the Communications Act and the license uh, terms for telcos? Okay, uh, I actually saw the press statement released by the Association of Licensed Telecommunications Operators of Nigeria. Is that what you are referring to? That's right, yes. Okay, where they stated that they are going to comply with the directives of the NCC. And if you look at that um, that um, press statement critically, hmm. after stating that, they also stated in their last paragraph that they endorse and they agree with the position of the United Nations on the rights held by the Nigerian citizens that it must be protected online. So they are actually taking, they are actually agreeing with what the Nigerian Bar Association is saying, that every Nigerian has a right to access information online. But the problem here is that the telcos are actually bound by the NBC, which is like their parent body, or rather their regulator. And if they do not comply with the directives issued to them by the NBC, they are in the immediate risk of having their licenses suspended. So it's, it's all an issue of uh, balancing, they're balancing their, their competing interests. On the one hand, they have their business interests at hand, which can be suspended if they do not comply. And on the other hand, they have the rights, the fundamental rights of their, of their customers. So when you weigh these two rights, actually and in an ideal society, the rights, the fundamental rights of their customers which to prevail over their business interests. But if you look at all things, all factors in this scenario, here we have the courts not being functional. So nobody can actually go to court to ask for an injunction. Like, if the courts were functional, we could have gotten an injunction staying the, the implementation of the directives given by the Ministry of Information, but nobody can explore that. So the telcos are actually playing it safe. They have, they, have, they, have, they have come but to courts comply. are open in Edo. Hello? Courts are open in Edo. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing it safe because if they don't play it safe, they have their license suspended. No, I'm license. saying that courts are open in a door. If, if it were about, oh, courts are not open, I'm, I'm using the Edo example uh, uh, as if, courts being open. Before, before you can go to Edo State to mm. file an action, you need to have jurisdiction. There's something called jurisdiction. So you can't just go to any state to file an action. You, need to, you have to have a basis for going to that state. Right. Most of these telcos uh, have their head offices in Lagos. Most of them. MTN, Glue. In fact, all of them have their head office. But they offer services to people in Edo, for instance, and Twitter is everywhere all over Nigeria. Anybody from anywhere in Nigeria can access Twitter. Well, they can, but if you look at our legal system, it's kind of complicated because when issues like this arise, mm. even, even if they go to Edo State to file an action, there are, mm. there are lots of administrative bottlenecks that they need to uh, uh, come back. Okay. And even after, if they file their action successfully, the federal government will still come with a plenary objection stating that challenging that they don't have jurisdiction to institute this action here. And POs are actually what we call POs, the preliminary objection. These are what spoils our legal system because the court is actually going to have to take its time to determine whether it actually has the jurisdiction mm. to determine that mm. before it goes to hear the substantive issue at, at stake. Mm. And I'm also aware that some, some lawyers uh, were actually considering the possibility of filing actions in every state where the courts are open to try to, to try to stay the directives of the Ministry of Information. And I'm not quite sure if they'll be successful in filing that action. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, the telcos are playing it safe. They feel like it's best for them to comply with the NBC directives, even while they continue to dialogue to see how they can enforce the rights of of Nigerians. Hmm. Now, I have to come to Kolawole now. The big debate is uh, over whether this thing is legal. The ban um, has different components, right? So, for example, the NBC has ordered all uh, media houses to stop using Twitter. But if you also look at another component, the NCC has ordered all telcos and ISPs to stop transmitting Twitter traffic. Um, I'll start with... uh, Kolawole, and then I'll come to Adeboye and come back to Nonso. I want you to comment on the legality of this order as you understand it. Um, if it is legal to ban a website, what's the laid down procedure for doing it? Kolawole. So let me come to Adeboye then because we've got Adeboye back on the line. Hello, Adeboye. Okay, yeah. So I was saying that uh, I'm not the lawyer in the room uh, and uh, so I'm not best to just talk about legality, but from what I know, I I, I know that uh, there are processes to even taking down a website uh, because you can't just wake up one morning and say a website should be taken. I mean, you would expect a court order, for example. And also what I've also noticed is that there is, nef- that there is no you know art- proper articulation of why the government has taken the measure that it took. Uh, you, would, you would observe that uh, this measure happened... Uh, shortly after the president's tweet was deleted. And you would see that that particular uh, the response of the federal government. But then the federal government came out with a press statement saying that well, no, it wasn't just about the tweet that was de- uh, deleted, that they believe that Twitter was being used to undermine the corporate existence of Nigeria. But the question is how? You know, it's about saying something without saying anything. What I have noticed is that it seems like 
you take an action, then you are now looking for a reason to justify your action. An action which is clearly an emotional reaction. Uh, you are just angry and you want to throw your power around. You want to prove that you are, you are the government, you you know, you, you can do, you can make and unmake. Unfortunately, in this circumstance, they cannot make and unmake, but they assume they can make and unmake. And now they are shopping for reasons why they took the action that they took. And it's important that I stress this because, you know, we are going, we are going to be talking about or legality or the why of that, that action. But I think it's also important for us to say that as even there being a calculation why the government has done this, my answer is no. Because I've read the statement from the, the Minister of Information, you know, alleging that no, this is not about the deleted tweets, this is about the fact that uh, Twitter is being used to undermine the corporate existence of Nigeria. And I'm like, how? How exactly? I mean, I think you're supposed to give an example. You're supposed to say, okay, by doing this, by doing that, Twitter is undermining the, 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 the corporate existence of Nigeria. But you have not done all of that. All you have said is, oh, we are taking this decision. So there is no clarity around that decision. And, you know, from what I understand about how legal processes work, even in, in a workplace, if I want to fire an employee, you must have, at one point or the other, send a letter of warning to that employee. You might at one time or the other, uh, you know, subject that employee to some disciplinary measures, maybe some panel, some investigative panel, all of that. We, that, that. None of these has happened in this case. We are not aware that at one point or the other, the Nigerian government released a statement, for example, uh, alleging specific offense. We know of what happened during the NSAS protests, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the allegations that were flying around. But then I'm saying official communication from the Nigerian government's Twitter, because it's very important that we, we, we are talking about the corporate entity here. If you feel that this entity has done certain things that you think have broken the law of Nigeria, mm -hmm. you should have communicated that to them in writing. And so that by the time you take whatever action you are taking, it's clear to everybody, everybody can see the path in terms of the action taken. But what has happened in Nigeria is not different from what has happened in other places like Uganda, like Ethiopia, you know, all the other countries I've given where they will say, oh, because they don't want... Uh, uh, in Ethiopia, it's even a funny case. They shut down the internet because they said they don't want the uh, examination, uh, you know, question, question people to leak ahead of an examination. In, in other countries, it's because of a protest, because a protest is planned and they feel like... Uh, Twitter or social media is going to announce the protest. So announce the protest. So they, they shut down social media platforms. So people have given a lot of silly excuses or silly reasons for sh shutting down social media platforms. I think uh, in terms of uh, the Nigerian context, it's even interesting because you can't even say this is why the government is taking its action. It, it is currently shopping for reasons because it could not even exactly communicate why it was taking that decision. And about two uh, more than 24 hours after he took the decision, then he says, oh, no, it's not about the president tweet that was deleted. It's because Twitter was undermining the corporate existence. And I asked, how can the government, can the Minister of Commission tell us exactly how Twitter has undermined the corporate existence of Nigeria? And possibly, is it possible to also hear you know, alternative opinion about that? Because it is not just enough for you to sit down in your boardrooms and make those allegations without being able to substantiate it. What I think, okay, let, don't let me go to what I think yet because we are talking about legality. So in terms of legality, we know what the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria says about the right to freedom of expression, universal declaration of human rights, but it's also important for me to point out legal instruments, international legal instruments that Nigeria is party to, such as the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights and the African Charter on Human and People's Rights. These are treaties that we are party to as a country. And all of these instruments provide for the right to freedom of expression. Yeah, our constitution has provision for derogation from 
you know, uh, human rights on, on certain on certain grounds. But then derogation is not supposed to be blanket. Derogation has to be defined. It has to be justified. It has to be legitimate, and it has to be provided for by law. Okay. So it's okay. Okay. All right. If I if I leave a day boy, he'll keep going. But I want to come All to right. Kolawole uh, for a bit. Kolawole is back on the line with us. Kolawole, right now we're talking about the big debate about whether this is legal. And I mentioned that this ban has different components, right? So, for example, NBC ordered all media houses to stop using Twitter. And then you also have the NCC ordering all telcos and ISPs to stop transmitting transmitting Twitter traffic. So what I'm asking you, uh, uh, Kolawole, is if this particular order is legal. If it is legal to ban a website, what's the laid down procedure for doing it, Kolawole? Of course, I think we can agree uh, start that the Twitter ban of suspension is not legal. There is no legal basis for it. A directive by a public statement by a minister cannot become law. Uh, at best, it can be a directive to the MDA that's uh, under its public, but it's not law. So I, you need to understand that as a, it, it's not legal. It's not not the way it is done. And that is why we are challenging that in court. Hmm. I wonder if uh, Nonso agrees that it's not legal or if he thinks it is legal, but that there is a laid down procedure for doing this. Nonso? Um, I'm with you. And um, as, as I, I'm of the opinion that the executive arm of government... Mm, um, especially the Ministry of Information and also the, the Nigerian Broadcasting Corporation actually has the powers to regulate the operations of the telcos and also um, the other the, the radio stations and other people who deal with communications. It's part of their of their work. They can do this, but the problem now is that in doing so, in giving this regulation. In giving this directive, mm. we have infringed on the fundamental rights of Nigerians, of several Nigerians. Nigerians who rely on Twitter to earn a living, Nigerians who rely on Twitter to express their, their opinions, Nigerians who rely on Twitter to get their, their information on a daily basis. They've infringed on the fundamental rights of these Nigerian citizens. And in order to achieve that means, the Constitution has clearly stated that the only way we are rich you can derogate or via which you can inf- you can remove the fundamental rights that have been given to a Nigerian citizen is through an act of parliament, through an act of the National Assembly. So for this thing to have the toga of legality, for it to have the cloak of legality, the National Assembly needs to sit and deliberate on this issue and pass a law and say, yes, we want the telecommunications company to restrict the access of Nigerians to Twitter. That is the only instance in which this purported ban will be legal. Anything short of that is illegal because the directive given by the Ministry of Information has infringed on our fundamental rights. And so, as it stands now, if the courts were open, Hmm. it will be thrown to the courts, it will be left to the judiciary to interpret their actions to see whether they have infringed or whether they have exceeded the powers given to them mm. in what they did. Right. So I don't agree that 
this directive given to the NBC and also to Telco is, is legal as it is presently constituted. Kalawale and uh, Nonso, thank you so much for joining us over the phone. This has been such a pleasure talking to you both. Okay. All right, Lagos. Uh, we still have Adeboye here, but before I let him go, I have to ask you, Adeboye, the, NS, the NESG has criticized this ban because they believe that it's causing damage to the economy and it's also undermining investor confidence. If you were to perform a cost-benefit analysis of this move, how would you rank the costs and the benefits? And do you think this is a net plus or minus for Nigeria? Adebui, you're muted, so put your mic on. Absolutely. This is a major, major minus for Nigeria. It, uh, there is even no gain saying about this. Even the government knows that it is losing uh, by this action. Uh, I think it's just that the people in power are, squ- are quite selfish uh, because they may not be the ones that are affected directly uh, the people who are affected directly are mostly young people who are leveraging Twitter as a platform for whatever they are doing, uh, whether in terms of you know economic making money, trade, commerce, pushing themselves professionally, or even seeking information and you know providing information. So in terms of gains, I mean we put out a, a which I love to read out. We put out a uh, what what we call the cost of shutdown uh, estimates, economic cost of shutdown, uh, just an estimate that will developed by a, 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 a two, two organizations called to measure, you know, when a country shuts down the internet or shuts down an application that is, you know, typically used by people. And by that estimate, uh, we are losing a total of 12 million, 28 and 78, uh, 28 and 781 dollar uh, because of this shutdown. In other words, that is what we are losing. Oh, that's unfortunate. Our internet isn't uh, being very cooperative there. But we do thank uh, Adeboye Adegoke for joining us on the show and for sharing his insights on this situation. This is a rolling story. So we've got our eyes on, uh, on this story. And um, the more... We know the more you will know. Lagos, let's hear from you. 0700-993-993-993 for men, for women, 01465-7190. We've got some messages on WhatsApp, so let me take a look at some of them. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. We should have some that support the Twitter ban to have a debate. The program on now. Is not giving us all the pictures. Hmm. Okay. Well, do you support the Twitter ban? Perhaps you can share your opinion and somebody can call and debate you. Because I've not seen anybody who supports the ban. I haven't seen one person who supports the ban. Honestly, if you know someone who does, please send them my way so that we can have them on the show and they'll talk about why they support the ban. Krishna Moore says, the Twitter suspension is regrettable as it is. We should take into consonance that Nigeria is an entity and any aggrieved party should go to court. Almost all banks have restrictions to social media apps on their ISP and platforms. Their staff are complying and they're not challenging these things in court. Let's start using available channels in our society. All right. Thank you for your message. Uh, somebody claims that Twitter is now working again. He thinks that um, the the uh, restriction has silently been removed. Well, maybe you should to go and try. Please don't go and try, please, because, I mean... Um 
while the lawyers are saying that um, it's not illegal and you boom the breaking any law if you try, the government has still banned the operations. So let it not be Sandra that is asking you to go and try. We've got Babaji in Badagri on the line. Babaji, welcome. Yes, Sandra. Thank you for calling. I greet you back. Yeah, uh, I just came in, I listened to the lawyers and uh, they've tried the issue very well. But if you ask me, Sandra, Mm. I don't know the rationale, if you ask me, the advisors of the president. We have a crawling economy, biting hard. And you are adding another problem to it. Like one of the calls I read somewhere that we are losing $2 billion. I think one of your guests said about $12 million. If you do the calculation, it's almost the same $2 billion you are losing. Mm. Just because of deleting They've denied it. They say it wasn't because of deleting the president's comment. But if you ask me, I think deleting the president's comment does not mean you banned the president from the Internet. Am I right? That's right. So why on earth do you place banned? What about people doing legitimate business with Twitter? Look at the reaction from international community a few days after banning the... I think I'm not too comfortable with this government. I don't know what is happening. Babaji, thank you very much for calling. I wish we could take more calls, but uh, you just heard Credit Veal uh, in the background say to you, I want to give you money. I want to give you money. So let's let Credit Veal give you some money, shall we? Thank you so much, Lagos, for being a part of this show. We loved bringing it to you. Up next is the news at 6 o'clock. After the news at 6, uh, conversations with Rofai will take over. He'll also have great stuff to talk to you about. You can find me on social media. I'm available as Sandra Ezekwesili on Facebook, Sandra Ezekwesili on Instagram. And uh, of course, you can listen to Hard Facts again if you missed out on any of the interviews that we had today. Until tomorrow, those are your Hard Facts, Lagos. Good night. Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili is available as a podcast on all streaming platforms. Catch this and previous episodes anytime you want to. On 99.3 Nigeria Info, the conversation, the conversation never stops. The state government asked us.